Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season, we're discussing 10 traits of impactful Christian teachers. These are characteristics that we need to focus on if we want to go beyond just teaching academics and make a real impact in our students' lives. We're discussing each trait one by one to see what the Bible has to say about it and what it looks like day to day in the classroom. Last week, we talked about our sense of mission. And if you missed that episode, you definitely want to go back and check it out because it's important to start with an understanding of why we are in the classroom and what God has called us to do. And we talked particularly about um, a big part of our mission should be looking for Christ to change lives through us. This week, we're talking about the importance of striving for excellence in everything we do. And you know, if you want to have a real impact and a big impact, one of the things that you want to do is you want to gain the respect of those around you, of your students, parents, fellow teachers, and administration. And one of the ways you do that is by pursuing excellence and pursuing it with all your heart. And furthermore, if you're thinking biblically, you should also realize that everything we do, no matter what it is, we should always be doing it for God's glory. So the most impactful Christian teachers understand these truths, and so they pursue excellence day in and day out. You know, some of my favorite verses that talk about the concept of excellence and of working for Christ are Colossians 3, 23 and 24, which say, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. There are so many truths in this verse, so let's kind of take a look at them uh, piece by piece. Uh, The first thing I notice is that it says, and whatever you do. You know, whatever, it doesn't say, okay, and when you're doing really important things, do them for the Lord. No, it says whatever you do. Um, The verse before this kind of lays some context, and and it actually is talking in the time of Rome to bond servants and their masters, which is about as close as you get to our modern-day employer-employee relationship. And so really it's talking about our day-to-day work, what we do every day. Um, So even if it's something as mundane as grading papers or cleaning up our classroom, whatever you do, that's what this verse is talking about. So let's look at it again. And whatever you do, no matter how mundane or how important, do it heartily. Do it with your whole heart. Give it your best. So whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. You know, this is really an incredible truth that what we do, no matter how seemingly mundane or insignificant, It can be offered as a service to the Lord if that's how we view it. And that's how God wants us to view it. He wants us to do everything, every piece of our job as service to him and not for men. You know, and that's where we go wrong, isn't it? So often, I think that I think everyone falls into this, but we teachers definitely do. Um, We want our students to like us. We want parents to think we're a good teacher. We want to be noticed by our administration. We want to get great test scores. 
But you know what? We shouldn't be teaching for those reasons. That should not be our motivation. Our motivation should be to work as unto the Lord. And you know what's so great about it is when we understand that, it frees us um, to just do our best and to stop worrying so much about what everyone else thinks. Now, do we want to gain the respect of our boss? Of course. But if we're trying our best and we are striving for excellence and the boss happens not to notice, does that really matter? It shouldn't. It shouldn't because we are working for Christ and we are not working um, for men and for those around us. And so I just love the freedom in that verse to, number one, not worry as much about what other people think. And number two, realize that God is pleased and God is honored and God sees that as service and worship when we simply do our mundane day-to-day tasks for his glory. So going back to the verse, Colossians 3, 23 and 24, and whatever you do, no matter what it is, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And the second verse is great. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward for you serve the Lord Christ. And that's just a great little bonus at the end. If the first part weren't good enough, it says Christ will reward us if we serve in this way. So it doesn't matter if you don't get recognition or rewards or bonuses or promotions at your school. What matters is that Christ sees and Christ will reward us. So I think it's pretty clear from this verse that we should be striving our best for Christ. And if that's not enough to motivate us, uh, I don't really know what else to say. Um, But we should be striving for excellence. We should be striving to do our best. But as I think about this, I think that there's two very real dangers, and they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. But they're both very dangerous, and they can both keep us from pursuing excellence and from doing our best. The first danger is mediocrity. And mediocrity says, ah, what I'm doing is good enough. Uh, I don't really need to try anything different. Um, I've got it figured out. Um... I'm doing enough. Now, there uh, we're going to talk about uh, another danger in a second. But what I mean by this is that there, there is a sense where you can say, okay, I've done enough. I've done my best. But that's the question right there. Are you doing your best? Or are you simply saying, eh, it's good enough? Um, you know, scripture is full of calls to excellence, diligence, and service. We already read Colossians 3. Um, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9, 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. And of course, we already looked at Colossians 3, which admonishes us to work heartily. You know, it's pretty clear that God wants our best, um, no more, no less. But sometimes we get to the point where we think we've... uh, we just um, are tired and we just don't really feel like um, figuring out this next part. Maybe maybe we're just maybe we're um, frustrated because we kind of can't figure it out. Like I said, maybe we're tired or maybe we just get to the point where we um, figure we've done enough. 
I really see mediocrity on both ends of the spectrum as far as um, new teachers all the way up through veterans. It can, it, can, it can hit all of us in different ways. You know, I've seen new teachers who are struggling in the classroom, and I've seen them get a piece of advice. And it's good advice um, from an administrator, uh, from a fellow teacher, and it, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. And they're content to just wallow in that mediocrity. Um, on the other end, I've seen veterans who have worked for years and years get to the point where they're like, you know what, uh, I, I'm resistant to new ideas because I, I'm just comfortable where I'm at. I, I don't want to keep growing. I don't really, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just comfortable where I am. But they don't realize that if you're not moving forward, if you're not growing, if you're not learning, you by default are settling into mediocrity. You're, go- you're going backwards piece by piece. And so, listen, none of us have it all figured out, okay? None of us have arrived. Oh, my goodness. We all have so much more to learn. But that is the whole point. Are you trying to learn? Are you seeking to grow? Are you working every day to get better? Or are you just content with where you are? Because if you're content with where you are, chances are you're falling at least to some extent into the trap of mediocrity. So don't be mediocre. Always be seeking to grow. Always be pursuing that next level of excellence. So on one side, we have the danger of mediocrity. But on the opposite side is a danger just as real, and that is perfectionism. Okay, sometimes in an effort to be excellent, we go too far and we try to reach perfectionism. But here's the problem. We are not perfect. Only God and Jesus are perfect. Um, We are not. And so what happens is that um, we we aren't content with doing our best. We want to push beyond that. And we want to have everything just right. And we want to spend hours and hours trying to get everything just right. And we get out of balance. And that is not what God has intended. Um, These verses talk about working heartily, joyfully, doing our best for God. But that's all he wants. He wants your best. If we try to push beyond that and we try to reach perfectionism, we fall into a trap and we run into a host of problems, among which are burnouts, um, frustration, and um, it's just it's just not a pretty not a pretty picture. Um, so we have to let go of perfectionism. And in order to do that, you really might want to ask yourself, why are you pushing so hard? And in particular, ask yourself this, are you pushing so hard for God's glory or for something in yourself? If you really start to ask yourself, why am I pushing for perfectionism? There's a good chance there's an underlying reason that actually isn't quite right. You know, maybe you're trying to find your identity, your worth in that perfectly decorated classroom, in that immaculately delivered lesson, or your flawlessly executed demonstration. You know, maybe you're like, if I can just do this, then I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll, feel, I'll feel like I'm a good teacher. I'll feel like I'm doing everything right. But here's the thing. We're not supposed to find our value in things. In, we're not supposed to find our worth in what we do. We're supposed to find our value and our worth in Christ and in Christ alone. And Christ has clearly said he wants our best 
and that's it. So we have to let go of perfectionism. We have to let go of wanting everything to be perfect because that's what we want. Um, We have to find that balance and strive for excellence. Yes, always be looking for excellence, but run as fast as you can away from perfectionism. And that is where the biblical path is. Shun mediocrity, run from perfectionism, and pursue excellence with all your heart. And pursue it not for yourself, but for his glory. And you know, when you pursue it for the right reasons, you don't have to worry if people recognize your efforts or not. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for Christ. And you know, without a doubt, that he sees, that he is honored, and that he will reward in his own way. I'd like to end today just with a brief word of prayer for you. Dear Jesus, I pray for these teachers as they think right now um, about pursuing excellence. About I pray that you will help them to not fall into either trap. Don't let them be mediocre. If they have been falling into mediocrity, please just stir in them a desire to be excellent. And if they're falling for the dangerous trap of perfectionism, I pray that you will help them see um, that you don't want them to be perfect. You just want them to do their best and to strive to do it for you. I pray that you will free them from both of these tracks and help them to pursue excellence for your glory. Give them a great week this week and help them to serve you in it. In your name I pray. Amen. We hope you'll join us again next week as we'll be talking about the next trait, which is love. If you've been a Christian for very long, you know that love is key to genuine Christian life and the key way to make the gospel of Christ attractive. You know, we're going to be talking about 10 specific ways to show God's love to your students. Sometimes you can't say what you want to tell them, but you can say it with your actions. And we'll be talking about it next week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can help spread the word by number one, telling your friends and colleagues about this podcast, and number two, by leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Those reviews help the podcast rank and make it easier for other people to find it. We hope you'll join us again next week. If you want any of the notes from this or the links, you can find them at teachfortheheart.com slash season three. In the meantime, keep growing keep striving. You really are making a difference.